All right, so we are back in the studio. I've got a special guest. Beautiful thing about having a studio right here at the Garden Center is when someone really smart comes in, you can interview him. So Chris Shipley came in. He's the owner of Savano Nursery out of Tucson, one of the premier native Southwest, Zerkscape, mix kind of person. So you guys are creating some unbelievable new natives that are coming out. Thank you, Ken. Welcome, Chris. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. So you are actually, tell us about you, your nursery, and then your growing facility. How did you get into this? And tell us some family, your true family nursery. Yeah. Uh, 25 years ago, we, uh, we drove down from Canada, Vancouver Island, Victoria, BC. Nice. Got in our unair conditioned cars and drove down in August <laughs> to the desert. And uh, not having air conditioned cans a problem in August in Tucson, let me tell you. And uh, we've been um, here ever since. So we love Tucson and we started our garden center in 1999, opened it up, and we have a wonderful garden center. And uh, my two brothers and I were like, well, we can't all work in the garden center. So one of us went landscaping. Another one, we used to move trees. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, we don't like landscaping and the tree business isn't as, let's try uh, growing plants. So here we are. We got my, my dad, my two brothers, myself. Now we're all in the nursery together, but it's 100 acres. So we don't all have to stare at each other like we did on the three <laughs> acres. So my wife's left alone to run our garden center on yeah. the three acres so she's doing great and uh we've been we've been just working hard ever since and we started breeding plants and we have about 20 patents now that are under our command and uh, bred plants for the southwest to take our uh, dry hot cold conditions yeah so how do you find or create a new plant so brand new plant never been seen before or it's in the wild and you found it. And how do you how do you find that? Then bring it, and now you've got twenty five hundred of them available for garden centers to sell to local gardeners. So there's a few ways to get new plants to market. One of the um, easiest, we'll say, and, and best ways is just to find better plants in nature. So we actually go jeeping a lot oh, and wow. hiking all over to look for better plants. And when you know we in 2011, which is a fair, we had a huge cold storm. We got to um, 13 degrees in Tucson. I think you probably got below zero. Oh, yeah. I remember. Um, it killed a lot of stuff. And we went jeeping right after to look for some things to see if they'd survived. And one of them uh, was a hop seed. Um, but anyway, uh, we found a lot of stuff through that. And. Just driving home every day, you just keep your eye open looking yeah. for new stuff. My brother was looking the other couple of years ago, and he saw a globe mallow that was very different. It was much shorter, much denser, much uh, had a just a better form of a of a orange native globe mallow. And he brought he he took some cuttings. He always has a cooler in his car and some water and paper towel. <laughs> That's amazing. He opens up the cooler. Gets some cuts real quick, puts his four-way hazards on, and throw throw them in paper towel, and off he went. And then he started um, sticking them in the little propagation trays and rooting hormone, and and then you grow out a crop, and you see. And we plant it in the ground, we watch it, 
and then we named it Orange Crush, and here it is at your garden center. And yeah. we have a f- much better, for the average homeowner, for their yards, Desert Globe Mallow that will actually be much nicer. So the Orange Crush has been a great hit for us, and it will do great in Prescott. Orange Crush Mallows are native. Yes. They grow up everywhere, but in the wild, they tend to flop over. They're kind of yeah. rangy looking. Your, your Orange Crush is tight full thick load more flowers on it and it stands upright even in the strongest wind and as hardy as they come truly a wild flower that you can have in your in your garden a perennial that comes back every year and and in a garden center for a garden center to sell a plant it needs to look good yeah and glow mallows in a pot and a garden center never look yeah. good so you wouldn't sell many now all of a sudden you can't keep them in stock yeah. because it actually looks good it's it's yeah. everything you just said it stands tall in the pot, even though it's dwarf. It stands tall, more flowers, and people want it. And if you can get people to want native plants, I think you've won the battle of getting native plants into our yard for our pollinators yeah. and our environment. It's just better. Have you noticed, do butterflies, how many butterflies, birds like that one? or bees, butterflies. Be, do they? It's a pollinator. Yes, it's a Good. pollinator. Yeah. You bet. So tell us about some of your tree. The trees are fascinating. You're creating yeah. new trees. You've got uh, desert willows, oaks. How do you come up with those Sure, uh, tr- trees? Well, one great story is our live oak that we developed called the Joan Lionetti. And my brother was uh, traveling through Texas, and he brought some seeds back. Um, and he sowed up, say, 3,000 seeds. One of the seeds, this was 19 years ago. Wow. One of the seeds came up different. And it had a much different shape, a very rounded shape. You could have the oak go small leaves, big leaves, weeping habit, sideways habit, anything but straight habit. It's just so different when you look down your row of plants. But this one grows like a lollipop, kind of. It's much more rounded. It has a bigger leaf, a lusher-looking leaf. And it's just a much more responsible shape to plant in our smaller yards. The branches don't get over four or five inches in diameter. There's a lot of branches, but they're easily pruned if they're going in an offending direction. And we didn't know how to clone it. It took us 10 years to figure out how to clone it. We killed a quarter million cuttings. Oh my gosh. And I was like shaking my head going, what are Uh, you doing? But he finally cracked the code and we get 90% success. And now we can give the Joan Lionetti to Prescott, to Texas, to Arizona, California. We ship them all over. And it's just a much more responsible tree to plant for streets, municipalities, and your average homeowner. So it looks it looks like a scrub oak or an emery oak. It looks like yes. a, a shapely emery oak or native oaks up here in the mountains, um, but without any maintenance. Right. Uh, just, no you, pruning. It just self, it's just pretty by itself, but it's so robust. It's so native that it just adapts. I'd say you could water that a couple of years and then just probably let it root out and then just let it go by itself because oaks adapt so well. It's an here. arid selection yeah. of live oak. It was found um, in the arid parts of Texas. Yeah. And uh, it's it's been a huge breakthrough. We have one of the only cloned oaks on the market. I've never heard of such a thing. It's amazing. Yeah. So tell us about the companion to that, the desert willow, because you are famous throughout the country for your desert willows that you introduce 
one of our local natives. We've introduced three so far, and the two we're really going with are the Sweet Bubba and the Bubba Jones. And um, these is Bubba, is that like a Canadian term, or what did, where did you come up with that? <laughs> well, uh, the parent tree that we crossed with Bubba. Oh, so Bubba okay. does yep, it Willow yep, I know. from Texas. Okay. Has the big green leaf. That's been yeah. the missing link to make Desert Willows popular because they always had a, a very spindly, narrow, yeah. spindly leaf yeah. with lots of seeds, and it's been kind of ugly. And we cracked the code on beauty on this one. We 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 kept the big green leaf. We put a huge, beautiful burgundy, deep burgundy flower on it, and then we got it a very nice shapely shape. It's very symmetrical, and it has zero to no seeds. Yeah, it's, nice. So we've got the trifecta: no seeds, a nice shape, and a beautiful flower that will bring hummingbirds to your yard all summer Easily, long. Easily, yeah. And folks, when you're driving down, let's say Dewey. Spring Valley, that area, up up over Jerome, down towards Kirkland, Skull Valley, those trees growing on the side of the road, those are desert willows, a native flowering tree. They tend to be trashy. They tend to put a lot of beans on. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they aren't that shapely. They're kind of wild-looking. Uh, Savano's, Chris at Savano's, his team, his brothers, have put together a unbelievable selection yep. that are beautiful, easy to maintain, and they're just pretty. So... Chris, we are out of time. Wow, thanks for taking just a moment. Thank you. And sharing that with us. This is fascinating. So Chris Shipley with Savano's Nursery out of Tucson here interviewed on The Mountain Gardener. Be right back after this. <laughs> 